How was? Uh, did Did you have a fight with the man with the man bun? Uh, no, I didn't. He left. You could see that I was gearing up to have a fight yeah. with him, so he left. You should have um, thrown a glass at him. Mm. Is there an upstairs? No. Well, or to my house, you... or to um, the pub. Well, to the pub. No, there's no upstairs to the pub. You could have done um, like Robert Carlyle does in uh, mm. Train Spotting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have enjoyed that. Yeah, I couldn't have done that. That's all right. That's one of my life goals. Okay. Just, just throw a beer glass over a balcony. Well, um, when we were very drunk, we did that naughty thing where we broke beer glasses in a car park. We just we smashed them in a car park, yeah, and that was tremendous fun. I'd forgotten what a lot of fun it is to throw glass. Mm-hmm. I did a thing that was quite good fun. Uh, I had um, ice on a frozen lake, and I threw the ice on the frozen lake. It was like I was an expert at skimming, because oh, wow. it, um, it, it it just went across the ice. But it makes this really satisfying twang twang noise. Yeah, which I, I recommend you try. It's amazing. Did it hit anybody on the other side? No, no. Yeah. Then we went in boats and um, tried rowing around on a frozen lake, and that was quite good fun, but very slow. Hmm. Mm. What on actually on top of the ice? Well, it wasn't that thick, so you could the boat was in the water, but you had to right. break the ice with the oars and then row a bit and then break more ice. What were you trying to get somewhere? Uh, just around the lake. There were some children that wanted like a, to uh, wanted to do it. Sounds like a lot of. I'm hard very work. easily led astray, so uh, mm. yeah. Where have you been that there would be a frozen lake? Um, Dorset. Two weekends Bullshit. ago. Bullshit. It was really fr- it was really frozen. Wow. It yeah. Must have been uh, tremendous. Hmm. Um, I'm just eating a crunch corner, and then we can start. Okay. I'm worried my uh, wine is going to get too low. I might have to use my. My uh, steampunk internet of things, which is uh, Facebook, to message my wife that I need more wine. And she might not really approve. Mm. Mm. Why don't you just start shouting? I'm not sure she'd respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've asked asked Stavrina and David from Birmingham if they could join us. David from Birmingham says he's at the pub. More on him later. And mm. uh, I also asked Christian from Scotland because he's um, not been on and I think maybe he feels a bit left out. Right. But he hasn't replied yet, so fuck him too. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, what did Stavrina say? She just hasn't replied. Yeah, she hasn't replied either. Oh, no. What's going it's on, sad, eh? isn't it? Yeah. But this is nice. This is nice. Uh, a nice um, romantic uh, dinner for two, isn't it? Yeah, I've lit a candle. It's a bit like the uh, the kids have left, um, gone to university, and suddenly we have to talk to each other, mm. try and fill this this uh, Dan shaped void, which are the approximate dimensions of a big wheelie bin. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the void that Dan leaves. Slightly smaller, though, importantly. Mm-mm. 
You know when um, uh, you have a cardboard box that's got a lid that's quite deep, and and when yeah. you put it on, um, it's really it's really closely the right size. So when it goes in, uh, it, it just glides in really slowly as the air's let oh, out. Oh, I thought, you, and you get a bit of a fart. Um, well, sometimes a fart, but it just uh, it doesn't just fall straight in. You don't have yeah. to push it, but it just goes in really slowly. Do you think that would happen with Dan and the wheelie bin? I would think so, yeah. Hmm. I would would hope so. It's like a soft close lid. Wheelie bins actually have soft close lids. And did you know, you might have noticed that you have a number and DB on top of wheelie bin lids. And that's because that is the loudness in decibels of the lid slamming shut. Because there's an upper limit. When you say wheelie bin, yeah, what do you mean? Like you know, wheelie bins. A big commercial one, or just a no, like your household wheelie bin. Right. Well, uh, I feel a duty to dispute fake news. Uh, I think this is well, fake. You don't need to because it's not. My wheelie bin is not soft close, and the amount of noise well, it's not that is properly made soft close, no, but it does. Right, but it has, right, mine, I think it's fairly standard for it to be 89 dB. And uh, it's because it's, right, I found, it says on Piston Heads, which is a forum for people who like cars, so you know the information is good. It says, I've just noticed this morning my wheelie bin has a decibel rating on it, 89 decibels. What does this refer to? The noise it makes when my neighbours put their bin out at 11.30 at night? That's a joke, I think. Um, and somebody says... Um, somebody says it's the road noise level for tyres. So I think he's... Maybe the tyres the on the wheelie bin, maybe that's a joke. Um, but it's the sound level the bin makes when it's dropped from an angle of 90 degrees. It's covered by an EU directive to minimise noise disruption for early morning collections. So the bin lid creates a cushion of air as it's falling. So it is soft closed. It's not like a soft closed toilet seat. But it would be louder if there was a hole in the lid, for example. Okay, so I can um I can do a hate crime against my neighbours by drilling a small hole in the You'd probably have to drill a few. Yeah. Mm. And then it'll be too loud and the EU police will come and tell you off. Okay. I've uh, I've invented a new cocktail. Okay. So I was going to have amaretto and coke, but we've run out of coke. So okay. I have invented the amaretto and lemonade cocktail. I'm not sure it's a cocktail if it's just got two ingredients. Of course it is. What's well, the screwdriver? Coke is um, uh, Cuba Libre, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know that's what that was. I heard the I'd heard Cuba Libre, but I didn't know what it was. Is that all it is? Uh, I, so it's I like don't a know. screwdriver. What's a screwdriver? Yeah, Orange juice, but a screwdriver. vodka. Yeah, or a Bloody Mary. That's uh, just vodka and uh, tomato. Oh well, and Tabasco. Well, yeah, I suppose that's optional. But I've put ice in the uh, amaretto and lemonade. Okay, with a slice of lemon. Um, no. I don't have any lemons. The um after your top tip about uh freezing 
freezing stuff. I just have, um, I don't know if my wife came up with it separately, but she has, um, en masse frozen loads and loads of lemons cut up. Yeah. Just one day she just bought a whole punnet or I don't know, vat. I don't know what the word is for a collection of lemons. Bushel. Possibly a bushel. Yeah. Just loads, loads of them. Um, and I said, well, what are we going to do? And she says, well, I'm going to freeze them all and chop them up and freeze them. And she did, and it works. It's mm. good, isn't it? You get a lovely lemony drink, and it's cold, and you don't have the dilution factor of uh, ice. I've just uh, I've just opened up, because I have run out of wine, which uh, I need to correct. And I, I'm just looking back at the history of the conversations I've had with my wife on Facebook and I think were the police ever to investigate this, they would uh, they would think, well, this is very odd. So it's basically just me saying, I want more beer. <laughs> <laughs> now wine. So on the 13th of December, I said, yeah. hey, babe, can you get me a beer? And then you call your wife babe? I do bet. I call her babes, yeah, because it's in a, in a sort of slightly jokey, ironic way. Oh, Pretend okay, like right. I'm from... We were watching the cube once, and um, yeah. someone was in the cube, and they failed. And the advice yeah. was uh, from the husband was, um, "You need to just go quicker, babes," <laughs> which is really shit advice. Oh. And it's an in joke now. Well, so all right, maybe you should uh, follow up your request for wine, saying that she needs to go quicker. Okay, so so on the 13th, I said, which was a podcast night, hey, babes, can you get me a beer, question mark, kiss, kiss, and then thanks, babes, kiss, kiss. And then on the 21st of the 12th, I said, beer, please, babes, uh, kiss. <laughs> and, then, and then another one, more beer, please. So that was an excellent night. There were mm. multiple beers. Um, what date was that? The 21st. 21st, that was uh, when we got fucked up. Yeah, that was our office party, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it would have been. Actually, no, we got fucked up the week before that, I think. I don't think I had much to drink in the office party. Oh, I'm confused now. You have to go back and check the records. I think no. on the 21st... Um, I think I think it was... I think it was probably that one. For me to have had double beer. Yeah. So I'm just going to pen a, a little message. So I'm changing tack now. I'm going to say emergency. Wine has run out. Hmm. Um, send supplies. Do you think that will work? Um, I would think so, yeah. I just know. I'm just going to keep it simple, actually. I've deleted all of that. Just more wine, please, babes. Mm. It worked before. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. That's what she responds to. Right. And then and then a little kiss. Because that, that helps. So we'll see. Okay. We can time her now. How quickly will it take? Well, while we're waiting for your supply drop, uh, should we do a podcast? Yeah, we could do a podcast. I can hear already hear the doors okay. going. It's a very efficient service. Yeah, we could do a podcast, I suppose. Okay, right, hang on. We two-star podcast, we are great. 
Spreading love, denouncing hate Our listenership is very few But we love every one of you Even Pooh Man! one more thing I have to say Intended in a hopeful way Cold brew hipster, please be my friend I'm sorry I called you a That's uh, right. Hello, it's episode eighty-four, and I'm Graham, and I'm joined by my friend and heterosexual life partner, Chris. Hello, my wife and arrived. When... Hooray! Hooray for wine! I wonder if she wine. was going to leave um, the whole bottle, or if she's going to try and put a bit back in the fridge. It's all right. I think it's all going to fit in my glass. Oh wow! Hooray! Thanks, babes. That was a good cameo, wasn't it? It was like uh, the Fonz. Yeah. Exactly well, the thing the Fonz would do. Thank you. I mean, I've only got your word for it that she did arrive. Oh, okay. Well, that could have just been a radio play. What you, what you could do is, is monitor um, how drunk I am now um, and, then, and then monitor how drunk I am once I've finished my half pint of wine. But it might not have been your wife. It might have been Gary, that guy who lives in your loft. <laughs> I know about Gary. Yeah, but I need someone to so use speaking... my other phone as an intercom, don't I? Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of your loft, uh, you're out-touring Dan by building an upstairs to your house. Yeah, uh, because uh, Dan moved to London. That's a really Tory thing to do, isn't it? Moving to London. Oh, I haven't addressed yet the reason that it's just you and me. Uh, Dan's in prison for exposing himself, and Adam has died again. He well, not again. He wasn't dead last time. He just uh, gone really, really still. <laughs> okay. So yeah, carry on. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, see, I'm already quite drunk. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't. This doesn't. It's not a good way to start, is it? Uh, yeah, so Dan moved to London. Really taught yeah, thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the worst. And I sort of thought, well, I'm going to try and compete with that. So I thought, I know, the most Tory thing I can do right now is to uh, get drunk, leave the Labour Party, and join the Liberal Democrats. And I tweeted about it in a drunken rage, which is mm. a really Tory thing to do, isn't it? To get drunk. Oh, yeah. Um and join the Liberal Democrats. And uh, and then I found out, well, Dan had already done that. So I thought the, the only thing I can do to outdo him is to get a loft conversion. Yeah. I think that's just the most Tory thing that you could possibly do. Tories love having upstairs in their house. Mm. They, they can look yeah. down on people, literally and figuratively. Mm. Yeah. So I'm doing that. So you've joined the Liberal Democrats? Uh, yes, I did, yeah. I was going to join the Liberal Democrats, but I just didn't get around to it. Oh, okay. What I like about Liberal Democrats is that you can sort of put all your faith in them without the fear that they might actually get into power and let you down. Ah, uh, well, they did a bit, didn't they? But that wouldn't... It, can't, it will never happen again, so... But actually... Um, looking back, you think, well, you you did delay a lot of dreadful things that happened. I mean, the Tories off the leash in the last two years have been fucking awful. Mm. 
and the Lib Dems sort of acted like a dam for the worst of the outflow of shit. Yes, yeah. The, and, uh, the thing I really liked that when I joined is um, you got to choose your membership card. Oh, wow. And so they had these little pictures, hmm. uh, which which was quite quite interesting. It was quite surprising because normally it's just, oh, well, this is your a membership number and hmm. um, your name. But when you join the Liberal Democrats, they have little pictures on. So that was rather I exciting. I would imagine that they've... They've got a massive supply of unused membership cards that they've got the liberty of being able to give people that choice now. Well, um, I don't know. I'm just going to look back and find the options. Yeah. So the options are interesting. Um, there's some um, There's some old bird. I don't know who it is. Maybe she's famous. Maybe I should know. There's... Um, uh, Charles Kennedy. Oh, good old Charlie. Charles Kennedy. There's one with Nick Clegg. There's one yeah. with some old guy with a big beard and a funny top hat. Um, there's a picture Father of... Father Christmas? No, it's not Father Christmas. Huh. Um, I don't I don't know. He looks... He looks... He looks a little bit exotic in a kind of nondescript oh, way. Oh, right. Um, a bit foreign, is that what you're saying? Yeah, because that's quite foreign, a Tory way but, of putting it. But now I'm the Lib Dems. I didn't want to say he looks a bit yeah. foreign. That's inflammatory, isn't it? Um, mm. Then there's a, a thing of um, somebody holding up uh, a like a thing that says voting or something. Then there's mm. a picture of someone wearing sandals and yellow socks, like they're trying to make fun of themselves. Mm. Then there's a picture of um, some old guy with really big mutton chops. Don't know who it is. Mm. Then there's a picture of some some lady. I don't know. And I think there's the next one is a picture. It's very small, but it looks like it looks a little bit like um, Laurel and Hardy. I'm not sure. Oh. People from the past in those those um, yeah. big big um, pipey hats. And there's an old lady. But not as old as the first old lady, like she's old yeah. now. But the old, the old. first, the first old lady is like an old picture of an old lady, like she was oh, old. She's in an the old past. lady in the olden days. Yeah, all oh, right, that's double she's old. old and double old. Yeah, um, yeah. and then there's um, Paddy Pantsdown Ashdown. Oh, good old uh, Pantsdown Ashdown. Pants I'm looking forward Ashdown. to him eating his hat on live TV, <laughs> like, he, like he promised he um, would. And then the last one is like, um, like a not old lady, but from the past. So she's probably dead now. She's probably from the eighteen hundreds or something. Oh. Um. So you get this a uh, this big choice. And the one I chose. So who do you go for? I went for Charles Kennedy. Yeah, of course. It's a little bit like those questions. Um, who is who is your Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? who is your um, sort of pathetic leader of uh, a third mm. sort of sub-opposition party? Yeah, yeah. I think I think my my sister probably would have gone for um, old pants down Ashdown. Um, yeah, and I, like, I almost I like did, Nick Clegg. I would have liked it if he had called David Cameron a cunt on the news, though. That would have been. Uh, 
It's a bit strong. That would have been nice. Um, well, it's true though. Yeah. But I look back now and I sort of think, oh, wasn't wasn't David Cameron relative to what we have now a yeah, rather lovely tame. guy? Yeah. It's a shame, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You don't you never know what you've got till it's gone and is replaced mm. by just a horrible person. Yeah. So uh, why why did you have a, a hissy fit? I believe is the technical term about Labour. Was it their inability uh, to it do was anything? Three line, three line whip against Article uh, Fifty. I did a tweet and um, it it caused a big sensation. Oh yeah. Um, loads of people liked it. Mm. Loads of those Lib Dems, they all really loved this tweet um, yeah. about how. What was it? I don't I don't remember. Seeing yeah, it. I can read it out. Yeah. So this was January the 19th. It was another day I was drunk on wine um, and at a computer. And I uh, <laughs> I, um, I left the Labour Party. I just cancelled the money that went to them. Yeah. And I did a tweet that said, Hey, at Jeremy Corbyn, I joined at UK Labour because of you. Three-line whip for Article 50, question mark. I have now left at UK Labour and joined at Lib Dems. And, hmm. I mean, Twitter went wild. There's, like, 30 people liked that tweet. Um, my shit. My followers jumped from uh, a level I'm comfortable with, which is sort of 7 or 8, up to yeah. 15, hmm. which I don't like that many people paying attention to me. It's a lot of pressure, isn't it? I've done my best to um, to kind of whittle Alienate. that down. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you went viral, didn't you? Really? That basically is. I went viral. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was your fifteen minutes of fame. My fifteen minutes of fame. Um, I'm not going to tweet more about being in the Lib Dems. Um, yeah. No. Why would you? No. I yeah. At the um, there were some European elections. I think in maybe 2011 or 2010, something like that. And the turnout. In Lincolnshire, I think it was twenty percent, and I, I tweeted that it was shameful and that people had died fighting for rights to vote. And uh, I got loads of new followers in Lincoln, expecting politics, and I started talking about dicks and farts again. Yeah. Well, I thought if I went really, really into the um, the, the bit of art I did about uh, mm. pretending the, to be the president of uh, of the Colbrew hipster. Um, yeah, and I sort of thought that'll shift them, but it hasn't. So mm. maybe they came for the politics, and then they've stayed for the um, uh, light-hearted witticisms. Yeah, and then they've stayed mm. through the bit where I got drunk on Friday and was just just rude to him, which was justified, yeah. I think, fully justified. Well, I mean that sort of leads us on to our our first topic. Which is uh, our listener competition, and I've uh, I've collated the results, and I can give you the top three uh, listeners in our listener competition. Mm-hmm. So at number three, with a poo weighing in at two kilos, was Rupert from Swindon. Okay. So well done, to, well done to Rupert from Swindon, and then uh, in second place with a poo weighing two point three kilos. It was uh, Samantha from um, Skegness. And number one 
the winner of our first ever listener competition was David from Birmingham with a poo of eight kilos. Wow, that is impressive. So last week I presented him with his prize, which was an all-expenses-paid trip to the pub with his three favourite podcast men and Dan. Uh, and he said he's going to Bristol. Now, um, I feel you should asterisk that all-expenses-paid trip to the pub. Uh, if this was a radio advert, there'd be some very quick reading that was said, like, um, oh, you have to pay for all of your own oh, drinks. Oh, Only includes entry to a free not, entry pub. Alcoholic drinks are not covered under the expenses. Yeah. yeah. I, I meant, like, expenses like shoe leather. You know, mm. just wear and tear. Mm. So anyway, yeah, he's, he's going to Bristol and... Uh, Basically, just uh, told us to go fuck ourselves. Yeah, I'm not sure you used quite that language, but it was well words to that. Well, no, it wasn't the language. It was the it was the intention of uh, wow mm. these these four guys I love so much have um, are going all the way to Birmingham just to meet me, and I won't even cancel a, a family event. You go to Bristol any time, but he has to go next Friday. Like a big bum hole. It's upsetting, isn't it? I mean, I'm it is upset. Really, yeah. So, I, I think maybe is it time to reconsider your uh, your off? Well, not just your offer, but your accepted offer of friendship. Is it time to rescind that? Because this is a, a real big. He's cunting you off, basically, isn't he? Well, I've sort of, I've sort of put it out there. And, I mean, he accepted without any physical media. That's the real baffling thing. Is that yeah, if, there was no negotiation either. No, he's just, he just did a really bad deal because... He didn't I present any, any counter-terms. I, I would have created some physical media for him. Um, mm. But like uh, a young millennial, he, he just didn't feel a need for the physical media and he just said yes. Yeah. And... You've got to wonder about that, haven't you? I mean, is that a friendship even worth having? Well, I don't know. I, I, I think that I've offered this, and and now new information has come to light, which makes it seem like perhaps he's not the sort of friend that I should be encouraging. But no. I have already invited him. Um if you and uh, everyone else wants to start a big government petition about how I should cancel my friendship, then uh, I would I would probably continue to try and ignore that because mm. I've it made my choice and I'm very stubborn. We can't, yeah, we can't have embarrassment, can we? I've but, made uh, my choice and I'm very stubborn, and so yeah, and I'm very loyal. I'm very loyal to my friends, even the ones who sort of massively mug me off so take that loyalty and uh just piss all over it mm. Mm. yeah i mean it it sort I of think... makes me tempted to drive up to instead of going to birmingham next weekend go up to scotland and uh search out christian but i mean christ knows where he lives and also it would cost a lot more in petrol so it's not gonna Scotland's happen, a really long way isn't it it's it's far isn't it I mean, if he can, we... if he sort of wants to meet us halfway, then like Leeds, that'd be fine. Mm. Do you know where Sheffield is? Yeah, I know where Sheffield is. I've been there many times. It's very nice. 
I say it's nice. I mean, it's in South Yorkshire, which is objectively the wrong Yorkshire. Is it as good as Coventry? Well, I mean, who can say? I'll let you know next week, but I very much doubt it. Because mm. Coventry is the new Hull. Coventry is the new Hull. Have we actually booked tickets? Not tickets, um, rooms. Not yet, but we were, I was going to discuss that this uh, after this podcast. We can convene another meeting of the social committee without having to record it and publish it online, I think. Okay. Because then uh, Adam and Dan will have no way of finding out what we do, what our plans are, and it's their their fault. I think the thing is, is that um, uh, this is a bit like in uh, the really great film Pride, where they they change the time of the big meeting, um, and Dan and Adam haven't turned it up, so we vote, and what we vote is final. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got um, uh, how many? We've got seven eighths of the vote now. How do you figure that? Well, I don't know. I just said some numbers. Okay. I was trying to think of numbers that would fit to Dan having a very very small share of the vote, but I think I <laughs> okay I got it wrong. It still wouldn't be seven eighths, would it? Well, I mean. I think we could even even pretend it was fair. Everyone gets one mm. vote, but they haven't turned up, so that's it. Yeah, but what if I vote against you? Why would you? Well, just to be contrary. What are we going to vote for? We're going to go to Coventry. What? Yeah, we're going to Coventry. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm... Uh, yeah. And um, we're going to play Dungeons & Dragons, aren't we? That's right. Yeah. I mean, I would know I would know all of this if I had been able to listen to episode 83, but it hasn't been released yet. And there's a fairly good chance this will be released before that one. Are you um were you not with us last week? Yeah. So you, I, you were there. I don't remember any I don't remember any of the talking. I only remember what happened when I listened back. Yeah. I have listened to episode 82 now. I enjoyed it. It was good, wasn't it? Enjoyed your uh, your combined taking down of Jeremy Corbyn. I was uh, very animated in my listening, saying, "I I have opinions on Corbyn as well." I can't remember what we said. He's a bit of shit, which is my opinion as well. I think that I I I agree with with everything he says. He just says it in such a measured and understated mm. way that you can't really get excited about it. Do you remember the? Um, how exciting it was when he won the leadership for the first time and this was going to be it. This was going to be the new start of the of the fight back. And then he just sort of hasn't done anything at all. Just goes to WI meetings. He's just carried on doing exactly what he has always done. And, yeah. I mean, he's true to his brand, isn't he? I don't know why people are annoyed about it. Well, I think it would just be nice if he showed some leadership. What with him being the leader? Well, he just um, he just says what he thinks in a quiet way. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's sort of the exact opposite of what you want in a leader, isn't it? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe some I leaders mean, are quiet. 
they lead I don't by know example. that any of the other candidates would have been any better, particularly, but. The thing is, is that at times they have looked really impressive and you think, well, why didn't you do anything impressive when you were in the leadership contest? Yeah, that would have been the time to do it, wouldn't it? Why did you all just present yourselves as as boring middle management? Hmm. Yeah. But uh, Because Yvette Cooper has has given some really good speeches, hasn't she? And Andy yeah, Burnham been... has given some really good speeches, and you think, yeah, maybe I don't know. But um, yeah. Liz Kendall, not so much. I don't know what's no. happening with her. Yeah, uh, still, never mind. I like least... um, I like Chaka Umuna. He's good, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I like him. I think he's good. Yeah, I like that his um, I like that his name is difficult to say. Yeah, I like it that you would. You definitely not know how to spell it just from hearing it. Mm. Yeah, and I like he looks he looks all shiny with his head. That's a good thing. Mm. Um, so we could um, we could talk about Donald Trump, but I don't really want to because um, it's just not it's not very nice. Is it? We're not going to add anything to the discussion. So well, uh, I have enjoyed um, the protests against him. Yeah. And I think in oh, some ways he's sort of a unifying unifying force is that if everybody agrees that they hate him, then um people have got like a, a single well, target that they can all agree on. Which is maybe but a it's good more thing. of a polarizing force though, isn't it? Because the people who do agree with him there's a lot of them as well. Mm. That's the problem, isn't it? They're just not out protesting because they're just happy at the moment. I was hoping it would go the other way and that he wouldn't be the first politician in history to live up to all the promises he made in his election campaign. Mm. And that then all of his supporters would get angry instead. But he, um, no, he's, I mean, fair play. He said he was going to do all this awful shit and now he's doing it. What what I've enjoyed about the protests are um, references to uh, Father Ted Mm. Which is is I don't know I don't know what people wrote on placards before Father Ted, but it just seems that um, if you go to a protest, you have to write a slogan from Father Ted. Yeah. Um, and a more recent thing is uh, people uh, quoting um, RuPaul's Drag Race in in placards. Oh, I, I haven't. I don't didn't know any of them. Well, no, um, there's there's a good one, uh, which was, uh, I'm so drunk I can't remember drag queen names, and that's like the, that's like a thing I store I mean, in a really important part of my brain. I mean, I was going to say that um, is that is really drunk. Yeah. Should I call you an ambulance? <laughs> maybe. maybe. Um, it was oh. I would interject the, with oh, some funny, um, funny drag queen names, but I can't. So, I don't know the format well enough to be able to come up with any. Uh, hang on. It was said about Conco- it was it said about Coco Montrese. Uh, it was uh, Alyssa Alyssa Edwards said to Coco Montrese, um, "Girl, look how fucking orange you look," because she. Um, 
she oh. uh, put, when she puts makeup on, uh, she does a bit too much orange. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was just pretty glorious. Yeah, I did see that, but I didn't know that was a reference, uh, and now uh, I understand yeah, the context okay. of it a bit more. Yeah. No, it was an in joke just, for the more informed people. Like yeah, well, me. I just thought, well, yeah, he is quite orange. It's a bit of a weird. He do look very like orange. Yeah. Why, yeah. why are they? Why is there a picture? Of, I mean, um, that's that's sort of not the most important thing right now. But yeah, he does look pretty orange. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame that it's um it sort of stopped being funny really really quickly, didn't it? And just became quite dark and terrifying. I mean, to be fair, it was never funny. Um, the thing, the thing I'm hopeful about, and this is this is bordering on real talk now. Um, oh, cool. The thing I'm hopeful about is that that Theresa May has really nailed her colours to that mask, hasn't she? She said, mm. "I really like this guy, and this guy is my best friend, and I'm going to hold his hand in a really yeah. awkward, weird way." And so now around. when he launches missiles at trans people, well, well, the thing is, is that actually people really hate Donald Trump. And she yeah. has associated herself really heavily with him. That um, a lot of the protest in the UK were also against her. And I sort of think I can't, can't see her really sticking it out for that long because everyone hates her. Mm. But I think she will use that hate, and she might just ignore it. I mean, well. But Margaret Thatcher sort of did stuff to spite people who hated her, didn't she? So I think she'll go the same way. Mm, she's much less um, powerful than Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. But then, when it, come 2020, when the Tories increase their majority, which is... I can't see it really going any other way. At the I, what, about the, what about the Yellow Army? The Liberal Democrats? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, they could they could double their numbers of MPs and still be irrelevant, couldn't they? That's... It's a pretty big mountain to climb, but the what? What I just what I can't understand is how Labour hemorrhage voters, and they go to UKIP. I mean, people must really hate Polish people, mustn't they? I think I hadn't understood the scale of how much people don't like people talking different languages. I had uh, I'd written it off as just you know as uh, racists and people who don't really live in the real world. They live in their uh, Tory towns and don't ever meet foreign people, but um, huge amounts of people really don't like them at all, do they? I um, I just... I just despair a little bit because I think... Um, I just... I just don't know why you wouldn't... you wouldn't like something a bit different and a bit interesting. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's that's what I, I can't relate to racists and xenophobes because I can't I just can't understand why firstly I it I don't understand why people may say that's the biggest single issue that they will vote on because if that's the case then it's always going to be UKIP and Tories. And that's the problem. People are really making the immigration issue into a much bigger thing than it is when there's so many other things you that you could focus on. If everyone was as angry about the NHS as they are about immigration, then Labour would have won in a landslide. 
but they're not. They're just really angry about foreigners, and I don't, I can't, I don't understand it. I think, I think a lot of it is about uh, how the media frames the issues. Yeah, yeah. They tell them they're going to come over here and take their jobs and rape their kids, and it's all read by people who live in towns where there isn't any immigration, but they're so frightened that it's going to happen. Hmm. I mean, where I live, uh, the term "incomer" applies to yeah. applies to well, anyone applies to you, that, anyone not from a sort of two or three mile radius. Yeah. Um, how how long did it take you to rise above that status well, and stop being a Well, I I had a family connection, so yeah. But my 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 surname is the surname of a, a group of farmers that live about two or three miles from me. So a lot of people assume, oh, you're one of them. You're one ah, of us, see. Um, nice. and if they question more deeply, I I can say, oh, well, actually, I've got I've got this link. I qu- I qualify for Dorset citizenship through yeah. through my mother. Yeah, you just have to hope they never count your toes. <laughs> well, have you ever counted my toes? No, I haven't. Well, That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you are genetically um, and a. Uh, Half wit, so maybe. I mean, yeah. I'm certainly so anyway, half-wit with that, the number of wine yeah. I've had. Mm. That's the same thing. Let's not talk about uh, Donald Trump because it's very depressing. Let's instead talk about this week. I have been experimenting with flushable wet wipes, and let me tell you, it is a game changer. Okay. So tell me more. Well, you know when you do a poo. Uh, yeah, I, I think wipe, I did one today, wipe. actually. So then you wipe it with dry toilet paper. Yeah. And there's always this sort of nagging doubt that you've done enough, but you wipe and it starts to take the top layer of skin off, which is very delicate skin around that area, and eventually you just have to say, oh, that'll, that'll have to do. Well, not with a wet wipe. With a wet wipe, it's cool and refreshing uh it's a lovely little bath for your anus now i've got some bad news for you which i think is going to destroy your new utopia that you've built and that is that um flushable wet wipes are not flushable yeah they are it says on the packet it does but i have done a survey with wessex water where yeah. they revealed to me that flushable wet wipes are not flushable. Oh. And they get very annoyed that uh, the companies say they're flushable because they're not. And if you flush them in the toilet, they cause blockages. And then oh. um, boo spurts into people's houses. And you should be most concerned about that because you have a basement and that's where all the poo would collect from your village. But the basement is waterproof, so it would just sort of stuff up around the outside, but it would never get in. Mm. It would be like um, zombies around the outside of a, a building, but we'd be safe inside. Mm. We could just never leave. Oh. Well, thanks for ruining that for me. Yeah, and it's interesting you talked about wet wipes, because I was talking to an occupational therapist about how you could teach somebody to wipe their bum. And uh, they did say wet wipes are a lot better than toilet tissue, so... Oh, loads better, yeah. 
your opinion is backed up by medical science. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Wessex Water just need to um, stop stop bringing you problems and start bringing you solutions. Don't don't tell me the toilet. Don't tell me the wet wipes are clogging up the drains. Tell me what we're going to do about it. Well, they say no. It's you. You need to stop flushing nope. them down. What are they going to do about it with their with their rubbish drains that get blocked up by little wet wipes? They've got a big problem, and they need to solve it. Yeah, that's the best way to approach this. All right. Well, you've ruined that for me. So let's move on to. Uh, I have been on two buses in the last week. I haven't been on a bus for about eight years, but then I sold my car before I got a new one, and mm-hmm. I needed to get home from the station, so I had to go on a bus. It was fucking awful. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah, it took me um, an hour and a half to get home, because there was loads and loads of traffic, and that traffic just wouldn't have been there if I'd been in a car. So I went on a bus and it made the roads all congested. Mm. It's awful. I, I find that buses do and cause it, a lot of congestion. Yeah, and the bus driver parked across a junction and uh, I was looking into the eyes of a really angry car driver. I was like, don't look at me, I'm on your side, mate. This guy's an asshole, what, what's he doing? Mm. I couldn't do anything. Because uh, I went, I, I could have admonished the driver, but there's a sign and it's, it forbids you from talking to him. So what could I do? I just had to sit, uh, surrounded by have, people who smelled have, like Red uh, Bull. shrugged your shoulders and rolled your eyes to the car driver to let him know, car, it's not like uh, I could have like pointed to the front of the bus and done a wanker sign, couldn't I? Maybe. Oh yeah, I once... When I was really, really tired and in the morning on the way to work, I was driving and uh, somebody, he did something annoying or he was he was a, a, a dick in some way. So I tried to do, so I sort of intended to do the wanker gesture at him, but I was so tired that I couldn't, and I just waved at him. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, but yeah. I was just really angry, but it gave him a lovely little wave after he uh, pulled out in front of me. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, that's my experience of going on the bus. It's awful. Don't. Yeah, I think that's that's very solid advice, and I would I would back that up. Hmm. Definitely. So uh, you gave some your blood to someone. Yeah, I gave blood uh, at my local blood place, and uh, there were all local people there. They were all local the biscuits. Yeah, yeah, biscuits and clubs and local biscuits. Um, what? Oh, right. Local what chocolate and all local what kind, nurses. What kind of biscuit? And um, I gave what, what my local biscuits? blood to the local nurse. But what sort of biscuits did you get? I didn't hear you. What, what got, kind of biscuits? Uh, I got some uh, lovely Dorset biscuits, Dorset oat cakes. Oh, right. Because the first time all... since I moved here, the first time I went uh, to give blood after I moved here, they had chocolate chip, like, biscuits like you know maryland cookies uh, well this is this is a step up this is this is great mm. and then every time i've been since it's just been really rubbish basic ones mm. which would have been fine because that's standard but because i had the the really nice cookies the first time that's what i've come to expect and so now every time i go it's just a bit disappointing mm. 
Well, the biscuits weren't the main issue. The main issue oh. for me happened a couple of days later when uh, I got a little text message from uh, the blood service. And they said, thank you for giving your local Dorset blood. And yeah. uh, we we have now dispatched your blood and we've put it in someone from Warwick. What? <sighs> Warwick. I was furious. You're not from, you don't live in Warwick. I know. I don't know where Warwick is. I don't want to know yeah. where Warwick is. I don't care about the people of Warwick. I don't care if they're running low on blood. My blood run out was blood. That's local blood for local people. And yeah. they they shipped it off. They sold it for a big profit to some other place. I didn't even know there was a pipeline running from Dorset to Warwick for blood. Well, I don't know, but I'm 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 very unhappy about it. Fuckers. Well, I'll tell you what is quite close to Warwick. Coventry. Coventry. Uh, okay. So I think next weekend, when we're in Coventry, we should spill some blood of a Warwickman. Maybe we should ask every person we meet, "Are you from Warwick?" And well, they say they we are. Get a bus I to say, Warwick, we? "You owe me a pint of blood, but because I'm a nice guy, I will negotiate and uh, have a pint of beer instead." Mm, I prefer the idea of just punching them in the face. Mm. Getting that blood back from their nose. Mm. Yeah, but you're, nose you're blood not is the most precious me, blood of all. So. Yeah. I'm trying to negotiate with my wife for more booze because I finished my wine. Well, I finished um, a pint of the strong amaretto and I'm quite sort of tired now. I thought mm. it would make me really drunk, but well, it's maybe a bit drunk, but it's just made me very, very tired. Well, I mean, what I wanted from amaretto. That's the problem when you don't have the coke because the coke has delicious caffeine in it that perks you up. Oh, so your new cocktail is a disaster. Well, it's not. It, yeah, it was actually. It was. It was really, really sweet, which is weird because lemonade, I would say, is less sweet than. Uh, and mm. Coke, and you, it didn't taste almondy. It didn't taste a marzipan. It just tastes like horrible, fruity, syrupy crap. Mm. Very disappointing. Okay, I could send my wife out to get some Coke. Mm. You could try that. I mean, I'm having I have a lot of trouble with my wife. This this additional order. So oh, yeah. I've just had my my lovely bottle of pink wine, and I finished it. And um, on the old Facebook, I said, ah, I've run out. Can I have something else? Can I have um, a lovely gin and tonic with some ginger in? We have ginger cordial. Mm. And uh, she said no. Because uh, she thinks I've had enough to drink. Well, what would she know? And I said, oh, no, I need more. I'm really thirsty. Yeah. And she said, I could have water, but no gin on a school night. And I said, it's not a school no, night. Water no, isn't, water isn't good for hydration. Gin, yeah. that's what's good for hydration. Everybody knows and that. And I said, it, I've got a beer. it's not a school night, because I'm working mm. from home tomorrow. She mm. said, it is for her. And I said, but I need it. And she's not replied. So I'm just going to have to do some more, some pathetic begging. Would it help if I sent her a message? 
<laughs> what would what would you send on Facebook? Um, get Chris a, a gin and tonic, bitch. Okay, I think um, I wouldn't I don't say that. That would be very well. disrespectful. No, that would be horrible. I'd say, um, could you There's please a, get oh, uh, some doors? Chris some a doors are being um, some doors are being done. So well, I'm um, st- I've started typing a message now. So. So has she brought you a drink now? Well, I heard the door to the kitchen go, so it might be that she's uh, getting herself something. But this I'll this request is quite a lot more complicated. I'll say, can you please get Chris a gin and tonic? He is very, very boring. Wait, wait I think I think something's. Some, I can hear some movement. Oh, I I hear something. Something's coming. <sighs> Hooray! That's very exciting. There's um, what's this? Juniper and ginger. <laughs> oh, lovely! It's um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, that didn't sound lovely. So that's what's exciting is the gin. There's no ice, but uh, I think it's still a very lovely thing to have happened. Um, she's bought mm. the tonic separately, and uh, like a yeah. little bit of um. It's not gin. It's the uh, it's the dodgy Bratislavan uh, fake gin that I bought at the airport, uh. Uh, which which tastes a lot like gin, but for legal reasons isn't. I have um, started to like gin a little bit now. Hmm, that's, that's good. I've had a number of gin and tonics and found them to be very nice, and. Uh, on on the first Friday of the year, me and Gemma decided we were going to do her mum and her auntie do cocktail Fridays where they sort of build up their booze cabinet and do a different cocktail each Friday. So we were going to do that this year. So we did on the first one and we haven't done it since. Nice. Um, but it's <laughs> what very a expensive tradition. to build up a booze cabinet. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Mm. So the first Friday of every year we'll have a cocktail. <laughs> um, but we, we made some sort of gin and mixers. And we had a gin fizz, which was gin and lemon juice and soda water, which was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a gin and apple ties, and that was incredible. Yeah, I can see why that would be good. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that. And, and I've started to find that towards the end of an evening, if I have a gin and tonic, I just think, hmm, that's quite nice. I didn't need anything else sweet or mm. uh, heavy. I just wanted something a bit a bit nice. and. Um, the nicest gin and tonic I've ever had was while I was eating some pork scratchings, because the salt of the pork scratchings is really nicely offset by the uh, the bitter notes in the gin and tonic. That um, that's my that's my top tasting tip. That culinary experience, I think, mm. exactly sums up your your contradictory heritage as a as a southerner who now lives in the yeah. north. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking my Ponzi gin and tonic, but eating a lovely big pork scratchings mm. bag thereof. And um, saying, this is fucking great. Mm. I said that several times. Where, I That's mean, nice. where did you do this? What? Um, I went to the pub with Mr. Warnock. Again? Yeah. How many times have you been out with Mr. Warnock? 
two time now. Okay. And he and his wife came to my house on my well when we had the gin cocktails. It was on my birthday, and they came round and we played Cards Against Humanity and drank some gin. It was very nice. Mm, okay. Oh, and I went to the cinema with him to see the Star Wars Rogue One film. So, so that's sort so of basically I'm, I'm making, four, four mandates with this person. Isn't yeah, it? I'm I'm making great inroads on uh, having a friend. I think by this time next year we'll be firm acquaintances. Yeah. I mean, what it's, um, um, what what it's level of intimacy friends, do you you tend to expect once once you get to fifth fifth kind of mandate? Um, probably fisting. Okay, well, I wasn't I wasn't going to go there. I was sort of thinking. Um, I think in in sort of man friendships, there's certain milestones, isn't there? Oh, I and see. I think well, fisting is one of them. It's one of them. I think it's quite an advanced <laughs> Maybe it's early, de- early, I think, early I think it's days, is it? optimistic. I think... Um, uh, okay. I think karaoke is one of them. Doing a duet of karaoke. That's a big milestone. Oh, well, I've, I've done that. I've, I've done that with him. Really? Already. Okay. Before, before I even went to the pub with him. Um, he's a, a scotch. And, um, oh, they do love it, a singer. Party, they do. And, and he uh, used to be an actor, so he's he's... I almost said he's flamboyant, but that sounds like a homophobic <laughs> slur. Um, but he, yeah, so he's quite he's outgoing and uh, you know does performing. And uh, I think, I, think okay, last um, year, I, we, I want to sort some... tunnel down into this. He's Scottish, so yeah. he's flamboyant. Um, no, that's uh, because is this he's, code he's an actor. For like that's he's why he's drunk. Is that code? He's he's just drunk all the time. No, no, it's not, he's not flamboyant because he's Scotch. He's flamboyant because he's an actor. Okay. He's uh but the Scotch heritage does come into it and I will mm. now explain why. So we had a karaoke machine, by which I mean a computer with a big speaker. Um and I as just as they was leaving, I said, Oh, I, I didn't know you were leaving so soon. I wanted to sing Proclaimers with you. <laughs> so we put on five hundred miles and he was wearing a kilt and we did it, and I did my best Scottish accent, which he enjoyed very much. And uh, we did the sort of marching towards each other and linking arms and walking around, but slowly in a marching fashion. That was tremendous fun. Is this when it was at your house or somewhere else? No, this was uh, we had a hall when uh, for Gemma's thirtieth last year. We had a she hired a hall. Oh, uh, okay. And we did karaoke and and drink. Hmm. Okay, well that that sounds that sounds good. So you've you've already done that bit. I'm trying to think of other yeah. other friendship milestones. Um, yeah. Well, the the two times that we've been out so far, we've just been to sort of quiet sit downy pubs in the village, which has been nice. But you don't really sort of get really drunk and run about all over the place, and that I think is a big part of making friends. So you I need, think maybe next uh, time. You need more than it's difficult to do that just just one on one, isn't it? It is, yeah. But mm. I mean, we've managed it, but we've got a lot more history, I suppose. Yeah, you can you can do it, but you need to have built up that base in a bigger group. I think. So do you think I'd be I'd be leaping ahead if I was to do that? 
I mean, what would you propose? You're you planning to take him well, to like Leeds and do the dragon soup on the train? and <laughs> maybe, maybe not the dragon soup. That's a bit far. But maybe go and have I lots of espresso martinis. I think that's a milestone. Get on one of those, then, uh, one of those, those weird death trap trains that uh, rattle about um, and drink a dragon soup on the yeah, way. They're not good trains, are they? Hmm. I don't know. May, well, I was thinking that maybe the next big milestone is next time you, you guys come up uh, to invite him out with us. And then you guys can um, sort of be really outgoing and talk a lot and chatty and charming and make him like all of you. And then he'll just sort of, when you go home again, he'll be left with me. Okay. And then I don't have to put in all that. Because it's really exhausting, isn't it, being, trying to make people like you? Not make people like you, but be outgoing with somebody you don't know very well. It's I find it very mentally draining. That that is sort of a milestone. That's the milestone, isn't it? Is meeting your other friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would I would be prepared to uh, meet him. Um, yeah, but you've got to talk me up. Yeah, that's going to be you very say what a great guy, isn't I am, it? Because um, it is. I mean, you're going to have to lie quite a lot. So, I mean, what do you want me to say? Just say, um, you know, me and Graham have been friends for a really long time. and it's not as um, bad as he, he, he used to be. <laughs> um, after, after eight or nine years, I started to realise there was more to him. And yeah. that maybe, maybe it was worth the time that I was putting in. Yeah. And that's, that's the least I, uh, people can hope for, I think. So basically, the overview message is... Don't give up on Graham yet. You need to yeah. give him at least eight or nine years because your opinion of him might improve very slightly. I mean, you had the disadvantage of knowing me when I was 14. Mm. And, uh, I mean, it, I've not changed that much since then, but I think enough of the... I got rid of enough of the bad stuff. I think you've changed like quite a lot. I mean... I've got two children now. Yeah. But also in my head, I'm still very much a 14-year-old who has suddenly got two children and is terrified because you don't really know what to do with it. I think you but, are um uh, I think you're a more enlightened 14-year-old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I think you're more yeah. comfortable 14-year-old than you used to be. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm more accepting of who I am as a 14-year-old than I yeah. was as an actual 14-year-old. Hmm. So, yeah. I think if I could... If if you could go back in time to when you were 14, is it, what advice would you give yourself, or would you just not even bother? Oh, well, I want... But I... We get in this weird uh, time travel thing, don't we? That that then I'd cease to exist. Oh, no, none of, none of that. You, you're you able to travel back, and uh, it's just like a dream. There's no there's no paradoxes. Okay. So I've already helping. gone back in time and spoken to myself yeah, and yeah, given yeah. myself exactly, this advice, yeah. but, but yeah. I've reached this point anyway, in which case yeah. my 14-year-old... <laughs> this is futile, isn't it? <laughs> why, why would you bother? Yeah. yeah. So he obviously point. just ignored yeah, for, what yeah. I said. Ungrateful little shit. Yeah. Yeah. My my advice would be don't uh take don't listen to the lessons of time travelling 
30 something men who <laughs> have gone back in time and all they want to do is talk to a 14 year old. I mean, that's weird, isn't it? Maybe all this propaganda about not talking to strangers is just because governments don't want us to meet our future selves and find out important information. So mm. the world is full of our future selves um, that, that we're running away from. I, go, I don't want to talk to that weird 30-year-old yeah, no. guy. He's saying, hey, come back, kids. I've got something I want to say. And you're thinking, no. <laughs> maybe, no maybe, well, maybe we need to own that a bit. And the, the best strategy isn't to go and offer them sweets. But I know as a 14-year-old, I really like sweets. So it's tricky. It's catch-22, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, you go back, you tell your 14-year-old self, don't worry, everybody else is as insecure. Nobody knows who they are. And what's he going to do with that? He's just going to, oh, fuck off. Mm. What would you know? You're, you're 30. That is incomprehensibly old. Yeah. Yeah. Not even 30, 34. Yeah. That's, that's ludicrous, isn't it? I wouldn't take advice from a 34-year-old. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think there's some rather lovely things about being so old. I can't think I, of I any. I like it, yeah. But, um, uh, I heard a comedian saying on a podcast recently, uh, I wouldn't like to present it as my own thought because that would be stealing thoughts, but he said the best thing about being a grown-up is that you can refuse a shot and everyone just says, yeah, fair enough. What? No, that's never going to happen said, to me. <laughs> he said that, well, no, if you want to refuse a shot, you don't have to, but if you're in a pub with other people in their 30s and someone gets in some shots and you say, no, I don't want one, then they don't say, no, you've got to. They just say, all right, fair enough, and drink it themselves. Oh, yeah, okay. Um that is yeah. no, you don't. Happened. You don't have to refuse a shot. You can. You can have one if you want. But if you don't want one, no one judges you. That sort of happened to me a little bit. In that, um, I've been with other people that have said they don't want a shot, and mm. and rather than be obnoxious about it, I thought brilliant yeah. because this shot cost me two yeah, pounds. So more for me. Um, yeah. So that, that's the other so side yeah. to it. So the other side, you offer me a shot, and I, I say can, no, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because actually, good, I mean, it? you know, I did, I did spend some time with with younger people, um, yeah, uh, who were foreign younger people. Oh God, they're the worst. Oh, I think they were the best. Oh, well, the best, but I mean, the worst for doing shots. Yeah, um, and I felt I had to prove a point to prove um, for all people that were as old as I am. Um, so this was a a student thing I did because I was a, a mature student and I've told you about mature it. Mature is a technical term. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't told our listeners about it, but uh, mm. I was, I was 33 and I went on a student conference uh, in Denmark and uh, I was staying with uh, a Danish guy who was also looking after these two Belgians and uh, they collected me from the train station and uh, the Belgian guy, um, he's a he's a very good friend. Uh, he he is now. He said, uh, "So, uh, Chris, I see you are thirty three years old. Oh, that's a really old man. Uh, what are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and I sort of thought, "Well, thirty three is not really old." 
Um, and I felt I had a point to prove. So every time we went to the pub, uh, I felt, well, I have to be here right until the end. Because I was the only, mm. um, was the only British student there. And I sort of thought they got this idea that, uh, I'm old, so I'm boring. So I'm like, right, I am going to out drink all of these young whippersnappers and, um, I'm going to be here at closing time when we get kicked out. So I had a week, which was just basically like Freshers Week. It was just, uh, it was just intense. Um, it was like coming so, out. It was, it was like a Rocky film. You know, those Rocky films where he comes out of retirement hmm. for one last, one last hurrah. <laughs> is that was basically it. Is that um, every night we were out until we got thrown out of the pubs. And then we were getting two hours sleep. We were going into lectures. Uh, we were drinking schnapps at lunchtime. Um, <laughs> that sounds awful. It, it it does, but it was also brilliant. It was amazing. I mean, if we do two nights in a row, I'm fucked by the Sunday. And I generally feel awful until about Thursday. Mm. Maybe I just need to carry on drinking. Maybe that's the... Thing I'm missing. The weird thing is, it was. It's a little bit like, um, it's a little bit like running. Is that my body just accepted that that was the life I'd chosen for it? Dealt with it. That oh, yeah. okay. Now we only get three hours sleep, um, and we drink every day. And uh, yeah, we did a lot of Jaeger bombs. It was very good. So. Mm. I forgot. I forgot quite where this came from, but basically, uh, yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy the company of uh, young Belgian men. Mm, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy looking at pictures of young Belgian men on the internet. Well, okay, that's uh, that's quite niche. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised how many websites are dedicated to that, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, well. Speaking of um, being old and um, getting tired, I'm I'm tired now, mm. and uh, it's sort of I'm getting into a nice little groove. But I can't imagine it's very interesting for listeners. So, um, well, I think you'd be surprised because I think uh, my theory of this podcast is is just to talk about uh, ourselves, and I think that's more mm. interesting than than talk about. I mean, you and me are the the powerhouse behind the success of Two Star Podcasts, aren't we? I mean, it's possible that this is a repeat of the dreadful episode you did with Dan, uh, which I listened to on a ferry. uh, Oh, God, that must have made it even worse. It was awful, because, I mean, I had had the opportunity there to just end it all and jump off into the water and kill myself. Well, also, there's no escape from it you couldn't go and do something more interesting could you because you're on a ferry well i mean all you could, you, all you you could say that but i yourself. did i did go and play championship manager uh uh 0001 um mm. which which i think was uh. was fair but uh well i i listened yeah. to episode 82 of this podcast while i was on my hellish bus journey the other week <laughs> and um okay. i mean it didn't help well, it did. It was a good episode. I was uh, disappointed I missed it. What's uh, what's happened to episode eighty three? I've been been looking out for that in the shops. 
and uh, it's just not arrived yet. Oh, uh, well, we had an intern doing the editing this week, and he is awful. Oh, and, okay. um, he's just very, very bad at everything to do with computers. Oh, uh, maybe. Is he really, eventually is he really bad at computers, or does he just pretend No, he's, to- actually, he's actually quite competent. He just pretends that he's awful at them to make people um, give him attention, I think, really. Uh, okay. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's good on him. Yeah, yeah good. It's a, it's a good, good, yeah, good way to do it. Yeah. Well, I think that's as good a time as any to draw this to a close. Do you have any other business? Um, well, there, there are still items in the agenda, but I can't be bothered. I mean, wimpies, wimpies still exist. And oh yeah, no, let's talk about that. Actually, yeah, I saw a well, wimpy. We could, we could do, or we could, we could wait because I think, I think Dan would like to know that wimpies. Do you think exist. there's a wimpy in Coventry? There might be. Coventry Wimpy. I um, went to I went to a Wimpy once in Dorchester. My car had to be yeah. serviced there, and it was really horrible. As a result. The, well, how do you mean? Your car had to be serviced because you went to a Wimpy. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, um, my car had to be serviced in Dorchester, and oh. there was a Wimpy there, and I thought I will go oh, I to Wimpy. And uh, it was a real mistake because my my burger came on a plate, and yeah. it was a brown bun. I've seen them, but I've decided I don't want to. Holy uh, fuck! There's eighty one of them in the country. Yeah, they still exist. Yeah. I thought there was like four. I think there's no, they, they, of them. they're everywhere, aren't they? But there's not one in Birmingham or Coventry. Uh, okay, well we're safe. Yeah. Well, thank God for that. Mm. Right, well, anyway, that's been episode 84. Uh, thank you for indulging us. And um, Adam and Dan may be back if they come back to life and get released from on bail. And um, Dave from Birmingham can uh, can shove it up his bollocks. Hey, don't talk about my friend like that. He's not your friend. He's still my, he, he's still he my doesn't friend. Deserve your, he doesn't deserve your friendship. Right, he he won my friendship. He might have done it unfairly, and he might have done some trickery, but now he's yeah. got it. I'm very loyal to him. I have very well, strong brand like, loyalty. We're going to have to have an intervention because you're in an abusive relationship now. We need to make you see what he's doing to you. Well, oh, maybe that's yeah. probably for another episode. Uh, yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back maybe next week, maybe uh, maybe in a day or two when Chris gets around to releasing episode 83. Who knows? Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.